Welcome to Select Insights. We've got Martin Rapp from Altor joining Mike and I for our third installment of the What Travel Means to Me series. Martin, aka The Professor, is arguably a legend in the travel industry. He's got decades of experience curating some of the most unique itineraries all over the world. And today he shared with us, you know, his recent trips to Iceland, what's next on his bucket list, and how he's created all these lasting memories for his clients, mostly in part to his global network that he's created over the years. It's a great listen for anyone getting into the industry as he's got some awesome tips for some newcomers in travel. Cue the intro. For today's episode, we are um, continuing on our series about why I travel and um, where we are really sort of getting different leaders throughout the different um, companies that exist within Travel Leaders Group just to talk a little bit about their experience in travel and how they got to where they are and, and why why they love to travel. So on that note, today we have Mr. Martin Rapp from Altor. And we also have Mike here, my co-host, as usual. Oh yeah, I get I get to be, I get to be here as well. <laughs> everyone everyone gets lost in the shadow of Martin Rapp. Yeah, so I actually totally. I take that as an honor. Well, so then that's how I'm actually <laughs> going to kick off this whole interview because I want to know, Martin, why do people call you the professor? Well, because I seem to know everything. I think I think the reason is I've been around longer than most people, except for Bob Watson. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know where Bob all I know oh. all the I know where all the bodies are buried. You so do. That's why they call me the professor. It's so funny. Everyone does. No, really, yeah. everyone in this industry industry refers to you as the professor and it's it's interesting because we have such a tight-knit business right like I've only been in it for what however many years but every single person I've ever met that knows Martin Rapp just has I mean their eyes light up like they just have so much respect for you and your experience and the way that you approach your your job for so long I mean to maintain that kind of a reputation it's like I'm in awe well, so well, it's an we, honor to have you here well thank you well what I've done is you know we're very open we we I try and help not only agents in our agency, but in other agencies, because the stronger another agency is, the stronger the industry is. So I never say no, I can't tell you who my, you know, my person is in, in Amsterdam that I think is great, because it's only, you know, I'm not gonna pass you on to somebody who isn't gonna really appreciate it, mm -hmm. but I know, I know the, the players these days, so. You really okay. do, yeah. you really do. So given that you've traveled extensively, what's like on your hot list right now? Well, Iceland is is amazing. I, I mean, I have, just, you, have you been I've been there? Okay. I've been there. It's really a moonscape. Um, it's 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 an outdoor, you know, um, destination. It's not at the top of my list, I must mm -hmm. say. I, but I'm what I'm really pleased about is seeing Portugal and Spain, especially Portugal, which has really been a favorite of mine for a long time, and now it's finally getting really popular. Really popular. Yeah. I, I was. We were talking on a previous episode about. I was in Switzerland, and they were just talking about Switzerland, Switzerland as a destination. But what they were saying, which I found very interesting, is they're having a really hard time competing for luxury FIT travel because they're losing it to Portugal yeah. and Spain because they're offering kind of similar experiences. Um, so yeah, I, it's been really interesting to watch that. Well, also, the prices in both Spain right. and Portugal are better than Switzerland. Exactly. So that's exactly. a big thing. But also, I think the biggest impetus has been the, the fact that there are finally hotels that are opening throughout the country. 
I think we're going to find that Especially in Israel. Luxury. And we're going to find this in Israel, too, because there's now, there are now hotels, really five-star deluxe hotels, opening outside of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, which will make it easier for our agents to really do great FITs for the clients. It's so true. With the demand, then comes the supply sometimes, and yeah. I think it's happened. And Egypt, too, I think. Egypt is coming yeah. back. Oh, it's crazy. All of our tour companies are telling me that they can't sell their Egypt itineraries. I mean, I'm not, they can't sell them. Other way around. They have no, they have nothing left. Like They just sell so quickly. It's so, yeah. it's such a popular destination right now. So I'm very curious about Iceland because I get questions about Iceland every single day from our advisors here at Zell. And I, I've never been personally, so I really do rely on sort of the expertise of a lot of our um, local tour companies and DMCs, of which we have some amazing ones. But what did you do when you were there? What was well, your? We I drove around the whole the whole. Did you island. rent? You rented a car. Rented a car. Drove around the whole island. The real problem is finding places to stay outside of Reykjavik. Now again, it's starting to happen. Oh, Eleven Experiences, which is a very yep. bespoke, have a have a fabulous place called Deplar Farms. But that's a takeover. You know, you have to take it over. But now the the Blue Lagoon has just opened up a, a luxury hotel. Mm-hmm. In fact, we just had one of our celebrity clients who took the suite there yesterday. He called the day before. He wanted to see the Northern Lights. Of course. Oh, and my I, God. And I called up our DMC. I said, get him in. And she did. Yeah. And that, that's the magic that, uh, that yeah, we create. Yeah, that's what we do. Right? Yeah. We do. I can't wait to hear what they, they think of it. I, I, the pictures just look incredible. Like that sort of steaming pool and the spa there is supposed it's to be amazing. like amazing. just, oh my gosh. Yeah, and, but it is an outdoor. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you go in there for the nature. Mm-hmm. It's not for the culture particularly. Right. You know, it's for the drinking if you're... You know. <laughs> It's it's got, my kind got, of culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, don't, don't it. Yeah. It's got the cleanest gene pool to, yeah. in the world. Oh, my God. That's so Spas <laughs> and alcohol. Sometimes uh, like, what, how bad can that be? Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How many days did you? Uh, six. Six. Six, okay. which is a longish time. But I wanted to really see a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't go up north. You know, I wanted to see the puffin uh, uh, nests, the little... Sweet little puffin. It's a little cute little puffin. <laughs> was it worth it? The yeah, time? it was. Yeah, okay, it really okay, was. Okay, it really was. That's too funny. Where did you stay in Reykjavik? Um, I stayed at the, um, was it the Ion Hotel. Mm. Six days too long. Too I little, just about. Just right. It was, yeah, for doing the whole thing. Most people are there for four days. Come in for three or four days. Yeah, three or four days. That's cool. And you also just recently went to Pure, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. For people who are listening that don't necessarily know, there's a lot of really great industry shows that sort of bring together um, the various suppliers and and buyers in the travel industry. And Pure, I think, happens to be one of the ones that does it maybe the best. Um, And I'm not sure how or why they got to this point, but they seem to have an ability to really bring in these specialty experience creators um, and these really new products. And every time I've been, I just walked away so first of all energized and excited but just learning so many new things um because that was just a couple of weeks ago right in marrakesh yeah um yeah. was there anything that stuck out to you oh a couple of things um you know we, we i've been looking for a dmc for panama mm-hmm. and i found a really fabulous person um, can you share there. oh yeah I okay mean, i've got it just call me you. Uh, call me um, yeah, I ask is only because I actually met yeah. someone recently um, 
from Panama too, just the other day, and they seem to have some really great experiences too. Yeah, so. um, in uh, Romania, there's there's a wonderful DMC uh, um, with a not a particularly good name called Beyond Dracula, mm, but but really fascinating. And again, the country is opening up. What I didn't realize until we had a long talk is you can rent Prince Charles's house in Romania because they're related to the English mm -hmm. royals or related mm -hmm. to the Romanian royalties, and he's restored a house there. You can stay there. Interesting. Um, How much does that go for you? Uh, he didn't tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that sounds like a non quote Yeah, I think price. so. I think so. But things like that, that's really what I try and do is fill in. Uh, there are a lot of, a lot of countries um, that are very hard to find really good DMCs for. And so that's what I use Pure for, plus mm -hmm. the experiential. Um, I sent the, the, the president of our company, of Altor, uh, last Christmas with his family on a fabulous private yacht to Antarctica. Mm. And they were there. I helped them get into Pure this year because I think that for those small number of people who are looking for that, it fits the bill. And that's why, really that's why all of us are busier than ever. Because what our clients have come to realize is that we have the access mm -hmm. that they can't find by going online. Mm -hmm. So true. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a great venue for connecting. Absolutely, because what they what they do is they um, really um, they anchor. They only allow a certain number, a small number of agents, and a small number of suppliers. So they really vet both sides of mm -hmm. the equation. I, mean, I love ILTM, but that's much more of a big networking. You mm -hmm. see everybody yep. there. Mm -hmm. No, I agree but, with you. But yeah. pure is really pure. I mean, I think we're allowed three or four agents. That's it for Same. all of Altour. Same. And, Same. You know, I've tried every year. I, I try to negotiate. I'm like, come on. We have so many agents. But nope, they're like I two. I know. Two. It's really hard exactly. to get to that show. Exactly. But that's what makes it good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, Martin, I want to uh, I want to take us sort of all the way back, right? So, one of the goals of this series is is we're sort of exploring this concept of what travel means to us, right? That each of us sort of found our way into this industry for a different reason. We're passionate about it for different reasons. We love it for different reasons, and I think a lot of that is about you know sort of what our journey through travel has been like. So, you know, sort of going all the way back to whenever it first sort of hits you, um, where did your journey in in travel start? Well, it wasn't quite covered wagons, but it was a little, <laughs> it was a little bit after that. Uh, no, my grandparents um, had always traveled. In fact, my father and my uncle uh, grew up, spent two years in Paris um, in 1929 and 1930, and then moved down to the Hotel du Cap in Antibes uh, for oh, two wow. years. And wow. after my dad died, I found some of my grandfather's home movies that I had put on tape, and there they are at the you know the the Eden Rock swimming. Um, my that grand, is so my, cool. my grandmother coming out of the Lutetia, and I've given it to all of to the GMs to show wow. them. Wow, so it's amazing. like it is so truly in yeah. their DNA. That yeah, is so it really cool. is. It really is. And so and they took me to Europe for the first time um, uh, after the after the Second World War, about in '49 or so, um, by boat, and then we went on to. Uh, the next time they took me was on the uh, Pan American Clipper, where you actually, it was like a, it was like a, 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 a rail car. You slept. They had berths, you know, uppers and lowers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. you slept, and you went from New York to Gander to, um, to Ireland, 
uh, to Shannon and then to London. Wow. So it was 14 or 15 hours. But wow. that was that was like you know, supersonic it's in those days. Yeah, and it's the experience, too. Absolutely. And so that's oh, what, you so know, cool. so that really started me on my the travels. So did you know from a very early age that you wanted to pursue it as a career? No. Or was it something that it just was this passion and then it, it yeah. I, I was in publishing. Well, as a matter of fact, I was in finance first, but I have a master's uh, in finance from uh, Columbia. But um, then I went into publishing, book publishing. And uh, from there, I went to the Museum of Modern Art. And from there, I was the publisher and ran the shops. And then I went in with my sister-in-law, who had started a bookstore, um, the Traveler Bookstore in Rockefeller Center. And um, that's where I met a lot of the owners mm-hmm. of the travel agencies. And I think it was Barbara Gallet when, I, oh, when, I we, d- when we decided to sell the business, luckily before Amazon and, and the internet, so we were making money selling books. Um, she said, look, I want you to run my leisure department. So I became a travel agent. So you worked at London for two years. Wow! And then I got a call. A woman okay. said, "You're not going to remember me, but two years ago, before you sold the bookstore, you helped me plan my husband's 40th birthday in France. You found you told me what chateau was good and where to what hotels. We've just started a travel agency. We want you to come and work with us." And it was Laurie Shemla, Alexander's wife. I met him the next day for lunch, and we just bonded. That Stop was, it. That That's was the most 20, amazing 25 story. years ago. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Amazing. <laughs> that really and, is. and just a, a side note, Barbara Galley is, mm-hmm. a, she's another one of those yeah. just iconic, just really amazing women in this industry that can always, she's just very supportive. Yeah. And I've, I've always really, really liked yeah, Barbara. Yeah, great. And so she's that got amazing. me. Wow. That, that was my, my travel. That was <laughs> That's it. how I got wow. into it, through, really through the back door. That's well, it's incredible. really, I mean, it's, in, it's incredible that, you know, we sort of, there's, there's this concept of like fate finds you and not the other way around, but to find your way into this industry because you help someone plan a trip without planning to get paid for helping someone yeah. plan a trip is, is <laughs> yeah. pretty incredible, right? I mean, that's, that's a natural talent recognized yeah. is that like this person obviously has a gift for something and we've got to find a way to bring that gift to the world. It's a pretty, you know, this is a unique industry. I think oh. one of the reasons we love it so much is that you actually do get to sort of bring you get to bring magic to life, right? In a way that people just don't get to experience without the helping mm-hmm. hand of someone who really knows what they're doing to make a trip truly special. And I don't, I think it's amazing, right? This is almost like a, you know, someone going to work for a major stock house because they gave someone a great tip on the train one day and that person found them and said, well, this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. It's an amazing way to find your way into this mm-hmm. industry. No, it's true. And and the great thing about it is the, the relationships on both sides. I mean, we, we become friends with our, with, with the people that we not only work with directly every day, but with all the suppliers. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's just great. You know, when people said to me, don't you ever think of retiring? I said, are you in your mind? <laughs> what I do if I retired, I would yeah. travel. And quite honestly, I couldn't afford to travel the way I travel now. It's true. Well, and it's yeah. funny. I was, I was telling you before, I was with Bob Watson last night, yeah. who works at another um, agency in the city. And I said the same. He was like, you know, people ask me that all the time. And I always tell them, my life is a retirement because yeah. I get to do the thing that I absolutely love. I get to plan and give advice about these things that I'm so passionate about. What, am, what do I have to retire from? Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's so cool. It always, it always amazes me that, you know, I get on a plane, even though I'm going to visit a niece in Boston, I get excited about what's new. Is there a new mm-hmm. theater? Is there a new, new 
architecture? Is there a new show that's open? That's always so exciting. And things are constantly changing, yeah. and destinations are changing, and people are getting more and more creative about, about how they're seeing the destination. Absolutely. And also consumers are changing in what they want to see with different destinations. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. keeping us on our toes and how we right. really create special experiences and what we're doing to get to know those clients better and better and better because everyone is different, right? Oh. Everyone is a different version. And now of. The, the hardest thing is because people who have been to Paris nine, ten times, mm-hmm. what's new? What do they want to, you know, you have to come up with things that they, they wouldn't think of themselves doing but want right. to do. Right. So that's, you know, that's our challenge. That's why DMCs are so important, really the good ones, because they have their finger on the pulse. They also know the best new hotels. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only know so much. I mean, we can only travel so far uh, so I really rely on them a lot. Absolutely. I'm interested Same in that, actually. I think something that's that's <coughs> been very, you know, sort of uh, <coughs> unique to your career is that you've really watched the evolution of that as a business, right? From, you know, what really started out as like a, we, we sort of joke about this, right? DMCs used to be whatever family member you happened to be visiting in the city that you were visiting, right? That's who you relied on for local knowledge. That's what it, that's, you know, your destination company was, well, I'm going to visit my grandma and they live there. So she's going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. What's the, you know, what's it been like to watch the maturation of this as an actual industry over the last, you know, say 20, 30 years, as this has really become a prominent component of the travel business? Well, it's been very exciting. And in a way, it's really made our life easier. Uh, because once we can identify the really good ones, and we can we can trust them, they trust us, they really watch out for our clients, and they come up with these experiences that only they know because they're there on the ground. Um, you know, I just heard yesterday about a new five-star hotel in Bergen, Norway, which had nothing that I'm going to you know, hopefully get into select. Mm. But this was done because of a... Um, because of my DMC, who just said, yeah, I think you should know about this. This is a great new hotel. Yeah, you, you have to have those like connections and that pulse over the world. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's so cool. Is there any um, part of the world that you feel is a little bit untouched at this point? Like I know before you were talking about really needed needing someone in Panama or somewhere. Like, Is there a destination that you think down the line will become more popular that is sort of being underserviced in that market? Um, Probably, well, I think the one that hasn't been used, maybe for good reasons, is is, is West Africa. Those, you know, uh, whether they mature enough mm-hmm. to have an infrastructure, we'll see. Uh, but o- other than that, in this day and age, it's so easy to get almost anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I know. And, you know, we're sending people all over. I mean, I can't wait for Libya or Iran to reopen you know to see some of the roman ruins there and you know the now people you talk to people oh mongolia yeah i've been there i took my grandkids there you know mongolia it's amazing (laughs) it is you know and when you think of i'm I'm sending a family you know grandparents are taking their grandkids to machu picchu and and uh sacred valley and i think of my grandparents i mean machu picchu and they wouldn't take me really you know Mm -hmm. um so it's amazing how how the world has opened up for all generations. And in actually a relatively short time when oh, you think about it, right? Absolutely. Like it, it, it has decade a new or so. phenomenon. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So where are you going next? Where's your next trip? Uh, where's my next? Oh, just Charleston and Savannah uh, for, for meetings, you know. But then um, I'm, I was just, as I said, between, um, I sandwiched pure between two visits to Paris because 
I hadn't. I wanted to stay at the new Lutetia, which I want to hear about. And then on the way back, I stayed at the uh, Creon. Again, mm-hmm. I had done a hard hat, but hadn't stayed there, and saw six hotels in between. You know, in Paris, I'm going to do the same thing after ILTM. I'm going to be in Rome, but there are about six hotels that look really interesting that mm-hmm. I've sold through through my uh, advice from the DMCs, but I want to see for myself. For yourself, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the Letitia? Because that was a really, <coughs> really highly anticipated renovation and well, reopening. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be great. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be a... It's not yet a real palace, although they're charging about 1,100 euros. Um, but the left bank is, is magic. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you walk outside and there are... There are, you know, pastry shops and, and antique show shops, restaurants, and it, it's what Paris is. And it's within walking distance of the Louvre. and So I think it's going to do really well. Is there anything unique about the property that just stood out to you as something like, oh, that's pretty memorable? Well, just, you know, just the whole history of it. Yeah. You know, from the, it was, you know, it was built for the Bon Marché the, the owners who wanted shoppers to stay a little longer when they came in from the provinces. And then during the war, it was the, it was the, um, uh, the Gestapo headquarters. Um, and then it, uh, then it became a place for Jewish refugees after the war, which was ironic. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, really that interesting. I'm sure they, they did that purposely mm-hmm. just to really put, yeah. put the screws <laughs> to the Bosch. Um, but it is, it's a it's a beautiful property, and they haven't quite opened it all yet. The suites um, have a, are going to be open in the next couple of weeks with extraordinary views of the Eiffel Tower, the Anvilid. The, the uh, bistro is going to open, the brasserie, the Lutetia brasserie, will mm. open probably in November. So Did they go out. very modern with the room product, or it's, is it's it more, classic? It's more modern. It's yeah, more modern. I'm not surprised yeah. Yeah, that's what they did in um, in Amsterdam. Yeah, um, the conservatory. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. at the moment. Yeah, but it's this very, very beautiful historic building, and they really tied in some very modern pieces, right. like that glass structure in the lobby. Exactly. And it's it, it really is it's like a piece of art. Yeah, it's, and they did that with the Cafe Royal in London, mm-hmm. which a historic building but a, a modern interior, which they've now revised, which is good. Yeah, and what about the Creole when you came back? That is like, magic. I mean, yeah. they did something that only, I think, the Connaught did well, and that is taking an iconic property, um, traditionally iconic property, and turned it into a modern 21st century hotel without losing that sense mm-hmm. of the traditional. So it really does combine the two. You know, fabulous location. They've kept the woodwork um, and the feeling of the old Paris, but it's still modern. Everything works. Lots of plugs, lot, you know, yeah. good air conditioning. Yeah. The and plugs good are service and good, good service. service yeah. Good service. The plugs do matter. Oh. <laughs> That's so oh. true. It's like I, sometimes you're in a beautiful <clears throat> hotel and then I go to, you know, plug my phone in next to my bed and it's just like, oh gosh, it's not there. I know. It's such a downer. It's such a downer. Any other hotels that you've been to in the last year or so that really stood out to you? Well, the other one in Paris, it's not new anymore, but that is extraordinary is La Reserve. Mm. Uh, they really created something that is Beautiful very hotel. special. Very special. It's like I tell people it's as though your richest friend said, look, I know you're coming to Paris. I'm not going to be there. Use my apartment because mm-hmm. it's that feeling. And that in the other is uh, down the, the man who owns the Connaught Claridge's 
and the Barclay has open has a, a vineyard down in the south of France in Provence, and he's opened up a his vineyard, but he expanded it and it, he's built I think thirty villas called Villa Lacoste. Mm. That is extraordinary. There's a large one of the largest outdoor art parks is there. Mm. Um, five restaurants because they do get a lot of people coming to the to visit the vineyard mm -hmm. but you have five restaurants if you're staying there you know and great restaurants in fact they one of them is Frederick Malaman who the grill master who they brought in from Argentina who mm. has a restaurant there oh that sounds amazing really that is oh. really fabulous that does sound so yeah. so <laughs> um, anyway, I need to go on vacation. Can yes. you tell? All right. <laughs> we'll send you there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone can, I know you can. Um, so one of the questions I have for you is for, you know, new people getting into this business. What, is, what advice do you have for them? Well, you have to, what, what they really need is a, is a mentor. They need somebody mm -hmm. who really knows the business, both the, uh, you know, the, the actual booking, but also the, the destinations. And you need somebody in an agency that's big enough or well-connected enough to get a lot of visitors uh, for hotels mm -hmm. um, so you get to know them. And what we try and do is start to send the young agents to some of the less important meetings. I shouldn't say that. They'll kill me. But like, <laughs> but like LE Miami, which is really a younger, mm -hmm. you know, for entertainment and fashion, or ILTM Americas, which is mm -hmm. in Cancun, and get them to, to meet the sit down and talk to the agents. Mm -hmm. And I think it's gonna also help when we have our, our meetings, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for them to be able, they don't need to talk to me, they know me, well, but, they I want, but, but I want them to, to talk to the young people and teach right. them about the properties, about the destinations. Right. No, it's true. And that's what you see is the one of the biggest challenges with mm. a, someone who wants to be a young advisor because they could be well traveled, but the you only get better by going. So to be, you know, having a limited scope of where you've actually experienced it, it takes a, it, there's a big upward curve of, of learning the different dynamics of different yeah. destinations. But you're right. Ellie does a great job of that and yeah. having mm -hmm. mentors and, and using the DMCs, you know, where you need to yeah. makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Too. Exactly. But people would be very lucky to have you as a mentor. Well, it's fun. I love it. It's fun. That is nice. Yeah, you could uh, you could do much worse than Martin Rapp. That's yeah, sure. that's true. I, I, st I still get a kick out of, you know, as also being relatively new to the industry, how often, right, I like to share when I'm out and meeting with hotels about, you know, what the great pleasure that having this job is and the chance to get to work across all of the tremendous people we have at, at Travel Leaders Group. And I, I jokingly talk all the time that every time I share that I get to work with Martin Rapp, the reaction is like, oh my gosh, you get to work with Martin Same. Rapp. Same, no, it's, it's true. Like you have no idea how blessed I feel for the chance to get to work with Martin Rapp. But it is, I mean, it, it's, you, you talked about this earlier, right? It is, it's truly special how invested this industry is in the success of this industry, right? Sort of collectively mm -hmm. the investment that exists there, the trust you talked about with DMCs, right? And the reflection of that as that really, you know, that these relationships become the glue that hold this together. As you said, not just within our agency or our family now of agencies, but collectively across this as an industry, right? As a, as a function that creates a service that to consumers is very hard to tap into any other way in a lot of ways, right? And, and we've been shy about the fact that I come from the other side of the travel world, right? I come from the, the digital side of the travel world, that it's, 
it's it doesn't have the same soul, right? It's not actually attempting to accomplish the same goal. The objective that they're trying to accomplish is efficiency. The goal that we're trying to create is is magic, is experience, yeah. right? Is not mm-hmm. efficiency. If you want efficiency for a you know a one night stay in, down the street, there are great options for that. If you want Martin Rapp, there's only one way to go get that, right? We yeah. haven't figured out how to digitize that yet. No. I think that that's what Connect makes this yeah. so interesting. And it's, it's, you know, you asked about young people. We both get the chance to work with young professionals and, and uh, interact at those sort of networking events. And I think one of the things that's been really cool to see is how many of them come into this industry with at least some understanding of the fact that, like, to be successful here is not a – you can't turn on – the experience that Martin has, right? What mm-hmm. you can do is get hyper-focused from day one on something that you do really well, do it really well, and use it as an avenue to gain yes. additional experience so that you can round out your, right? I mean, we sort of always hear about how millennials are all instant gratification, but I think there's actually an appreciation for the fact that you just can't see and feel and experience everything on your own in a month. Right, and if you do see experience everything in a month, then you didn't really experience it, and you haven't breathed it, and you haven't lived it yet. What you can do is get really deep on a couple of places and a couple of types of experiences, and really own those, and then use the network, the connection, the time, and the people in the industry to really sort of round out the way that you service and develop a client base. And I think that that's a reflection of the fact that there are people like Martin who will help make that a reality, right? And and people like that across all of our businesses that will help make that a reality really give you a network of people that are all working towards the same common goal which is the more people creating incredible experiences for people the better for society as a whole in a lot of ways as we touched on in Ninens uh chat talking about how much he thinks his kids have a better appreciation for the way that society should function by having witnessed and experienced and lived in other societies yeah, and that's an amazing part of this business. and i think you know um i think what we're trying to what we're trying to create in the select hotel program and in the select DMC program is only going to be a, a, a great advantage to the to the agents to be able to tap into something that's almost been been pre-vetted and mm-hmm. they could always ask me you know if they have any questions mm-hmm. right. uh, about a hotel and that's going to be the really interesting thing is to try and describe the hotels the DMC so that they understand that if they have a really high-end older client that wants something traditional you can't send them to the hoxton in london right Mm -hmm. yep Uh, we're just talking about the ham yard probably not the place exactly (laughs) exactly traditional classic that's that's going to be our job in in the uh in the program i agree with you yeah and as an agency that's certainly our our job to be able to give them the programming and the products to make their job a little easier but it is interesting to think about okay so within the ones that we've vetted you're right how do we then help it help make it a little easier to say well these are the ones that we recommend for different profiles because like mike said right now currently it's martin like martin's gotta let you know right like which hotel is for these you know specific people but um yeah that that's that is sort of the hurdle and that's the um the honor that we get to take on in terms of why we're in the jobs yeah. that we're in. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's, Excited it's, for the future. it's such an important role, not only within the businesses, but within the industry, right? Which is our goal behind creating a collection like that is the facilitation of trust, right? It's this denotation that we understand and they understand, right? That there's a reflection of the expectation of service, of quality, of product, of recognition, of guests, right? Of all of those things. But it also is actually an, literally an individual extension of each of you, right? As an expression yeah. of 
what your business is, what your business needs, and how you make sure that your, you know, sort of your agents are able to to deliver that in the best way possible down to their clients. I think that the role that you guys play within your businesses is so critical to that, no matter how great of a job we do of building out a program of putting this trust stamp behind these properties, there is still this, yeah, but I want to know the secret, right? And it's hard to ever give the secret mm -hmm. in this little setting. It's it's great to give the secret by talking about, well, really, you know, we always joke about what room should I stay in, mm -hmm. right? To get sort of to that level of specificity. We were talking about the Lanesboro earlier, right? And they have, their rooms are different colored. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, do I want the blue room? Do I want the red room, right? And like, those are things that it's just, it's, we can tell you that the Lanesboro is an incredible facility, but to get to that level of detail, well, that's why, you know, your role and this, yeah, is so important to this industry. And especially because I think Martin and I, we can relate on this too. Is And that's why I love that I have Martin sometimes <laughs> to go to for these things because there will always be those people that we have in our back pocket who maybe can't take on a lot of volume because it's one one guy who just does incredible, really specialized niche tours in one city. So I can't I might I can't make that available to everyone at once. He'd be completely operationally overwhelmed and then I would have done a disservice to all of our advisors by saying, Yeah, call this guy, right? I'd ruin the whole process. So you're right. Like you can always create programs, but then there's always that, you know, level of Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I wanted you mentioned the Lanesboro. I once had a wonderful celebrity client along Joan Rivers and and when the Lanesboro Aww. first opened I you know Want, she loves London. I want to send her there, and I happened to mention that it had been a, it had been a uh, hospital where I even had my tonsils out. She said, "Oh no, you can't send me there. With my luck, my room will be the morgue, and I will be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hearing that the voices." That is so funny. Oh my gosh! So she never stayed at the. Lanesboro. It is funny. There are some real <laughs> luxury hotels nowadays that used to be hospitals, oh, and they used to, and obviously they don't want to advertise that right. fact, but. That's it's true, amazing how much that's happening all over the place. Oh, so there's yeah. a way off the beaten path. But Martin and I were uh, talking about I, northern Michigan is, is one of my mm. favorite places in the world. My wife and I spend summers there with her family, and it is just – it's like this untapped heaven. Oh, it's we magic. absolutely love it. And we were in Traverse City last where Altour actually has an office. Uh, I took a picture and sent it to Luis. <laughs> you would appreciate that. In, in, uh, in Traverse City, and we went to this incredible underground Italian restaurant that is in an old mental hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't find out it's a mental hospital until you're sitting down and they explain to you the history of the building and you're in like the catacombs, right? It's all brick. It's incredibly beautiful. And then they sit down and explain to you why it's laid out the way it's laid out and why there are all these beams that intersect each of the... It's it's crazy, but it, and the food was fantastic. The experience was awesome. As long as, you know, you can get away from the ghosts that right. might, be, <laughs> might be howling down the hallways. It is funny. That's really funny. Yeah, and they even have it in, you know smaller areas like I went to Laos for example maybe mm -hmm. I shouldn't say this but you the most luxurious hotel in Laos is in the city center and it's Amantaka right yeah that was an insane I know <laughs> right. it's a hospital right hospital. like the the restaurant is now where like the, the ER was and it's such a small city that the locals just think it is the most bizarre thing that these people come from all over the world and spend five thousand dollars a night to stay where people you know in a, right. in an old hospital. <laughs> in a place that they were trying to stay away from. Right, their whole exactly. Life. The Four Seasons in Istanbul downtown was it was a prison. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean they may you know with the new with the new regime they may mm. use it again. It's yeah, might go, might go back. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you just never know. <laughs> right? You never know. What's the one in Boston? There's one in Boston too. They used oh to yeah, be the, the, the pr prison uh, the Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, the Liberty. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm in on this. Is, we, okay, this is another episode we're going to do one day. It's just <laughs> it's just great hotel conversions. Yeah, just like haunted hotels. I feel like half. 
half of the hotels I stay in are banks, right? That, that <laughs> well, seems to just right. be so many right. hotels that, right. that are bank conversions. But we should definitely mm. do a, a hotel a hotel uh, hospital conversion mm. pod because yeah. we could have some fun. It is amazing how many beautiful and and incredibly ex, you know exclusive and unique hotels came from very weird prior uses. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. true. Hotel mm-hmm. nerds through and through. Through and through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, we lost our whole audience. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, no, Martin. This has honestly been truly an honor to have you here and to be able to chat with you. And we're very lucky for that experience. Great fun. So thank, thank you. you. Um, and as always, if you have any thoughts or feedback, um, just email selectinsights at travelleaders.com. And uh, on that note, happy travels. Happy travels.